I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. In today's episode, a special focus is about improving quality of life. Now, a lot of you listening are moms. Some of you want to be a mom. And a lot of my clients are moms as well. And Fatima wanted to come on today and share some of her reflections as a mom who's also a dietitian boss and what she goes through and experiences on a regular basis and through her journey of helping reach more people, becoming more visible and making money using social media. So Fatima, I'm so excited to have you share your reflections today. Thank you for joining on air. Thank you for having me. I was inspired to reach out to you because I said, you know, the moms and the moms-to-be, I think they should hear this. I love that. And I so much appreciate you role modeling for the moms, moms to be and, and those who decide not to be moms and still are want to be a part of the conversation and support, you know, women empowerment, which is part of the, the brand messaging the dietitian boss communicates. So yeah, you want to let us know a little bit about what you were thinking and uh, yeah, give it, give us some insight. Yeah. So it's just been very interesting. You know, I think, I don't want to say we are a very traditional household, <laughs> but sort of, it kind of became that way. I met my husband. I was in graduate school. And so when I finished my internship and everything, I was 31 or something, and we decided to start a family. So I didn't work that much before getting pregnant. And so I was actually working a clinical job. And the second I got pregnant, I quit it because I personally didn't feel good I had a not an easy time getting pregnant. And so as soon as I was, I was like, I don't want to work in the hospital. So I, I took little jobs here and there that I felt good about. I worked at a college. I worked in a couple of doctor's offices making $29 an hour. And it was fine, but I didn't really make money. <laughs> I made a little bit here and there. I am not ashamed to say that for four years or so, I didn't really contribute to my household. And now things have changed very quickly. I started the Dietitian Boss program in April, like mid-April, and I do have a, a local private practice and, you know, I make a little money, but I make six times more in my Instagram coaching business. Like that's just the truth. And so my niche is people living with paralysis and I love it but I also like to see other types of people. So that's why I do both businesses and I like having two income streams. But my private practice, my insurance-based private practice, wasn't making the financial impact and making things different in my household. It was just a couple of thousand dollars. And that's great. I can contribute to some stuff, but now it's become an $8,000 month, a $10,000 month. And so we are looking into things. I know I told you this before, we toured a very nice private school this week for my son, who's going to be going to preschool. And it's not that it was an impossibility before, 
But I'll tell you, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say it because I am in a, a traditional kind of marriage kind of situation where it's like, it's 50-50, we have to talk about it, and then the finances, and really, it is what it is. Like, if my husband was like, I'm not paying that, <laughs> I would have to just kind of be like, okay. And I think a lot of us women, we end up in these situations because we take time off from our career to have kids. And then we come back and we've lost our footing, kind of, if you're in the corporate world, Maybe you stayed in and you, maybe you didn't and you're trying to get back, whatever it is. For me, it was like, I feel all of a sudden, like I have a little more say. And my husband, if he heard that would be like, oh my God, you know, it's not about that. But it's true. Like, I feel a lot more confident being like, this is what we're doing. Like, it's not just, you know, I think a lot of women are embarrassed to say like, you know, I kind of got to run it by the boss. And it's a little bit like, who's the boss now? A little bit. And my husband loves it because he's like, oh, all right, boss, you're going to pay for it? And I'm like, you know what, boss? I think I will. So writing checks and paying for things has not been a part of my marriage. And it is now. And it's not like a seamless, amazing thing where all of a sudden, you know, everything is, is, is great. But I think it takes pressure off my husband. I think it makes him feel like I got a little more wiggle room. He's self-employed. He's in real estate. (laughs) Things go up and down. And like, it's not that our life is so changed, but I just started a couple of months ago. So I wonder now, like, what does this mean for our family? You know, I took over a couple of payments, I told you, for our household. Makes me feel good to contribute. And listen, I have little kids. I am the daughter of a doctor, you know, my mom and my grandma even were doctors and they were big earners and I never saw that for myself. And I will say this, I chose to become a dietitian because I wanted a flexible lifestyle. I wanted not to be working, you know, a million hours a week. I wanted to do something that I liked that could possibly be flexible. So, and I actually now have that. And I do. And, and it's, it's been very, very good for our household. That's incredible. I thank you for sharing the stories about how you and your husband talk about who's the boss and yeah. interesting <laughs> dynamic. And so let's talk more so much to unpack here, specifically when it comes to you now being able to contribute in a way that you didn't before and you saying it's only been a couple months. Yeah. Let's talk about what that means on a deeper level. Like, why is that important to you? You know, I think for me, my kids come first, right? So it's like back before, you know, when I was pregnant or when I met my husband, I didn't really have money goals. Like I just didn't. I just was like, oh, I guess I'll get a job. And I guess, I don't know, maybe one day I'll start a private practice. And, you know, I did. And I chose to go insurance-based and I I like to serve my community. I also like to make thousands of dollars from (laughs) online virtual you know, coaching. So it's nice to be able to kind of come into your career. Now I'm a little bit older. I'm going to be 40 in two years. This is my second career, but I make way more now as a dietitian than I did in my corporate job. You know, I didn't last very long in my corporate job. It was like six years because I burnt out. Now I'll tell you honestly, 
my kids are due to COVID and all of that. They were home. So for any of the moms listening who are like, can I do this with kids? Girl, I did this with a two and a four-year-old and no childcare. Like that's unusual that we had no childcare. They normally would go to daycare, preschool, whatever. And I started, so in March, everything closed down. In April, I started your program. And I was so upset because I was like, how am I going to do it? The kids are here. I had this whole plan in my head. Like, I'm going to go to my office and I'm going to watch her modules. And then I'm going to do this. And that. like, nothing looked like that at all. It, it, and I also will say, like, I spent a lot of time, you know, after they went to bed, making content and looking at things. And because all of a sudden it just felt like I'm not accountable to anyone except myself. I think when you work in your own business, yeah, there's some things that are annoying, but it's all still, it's affecting your own bottom line. It's not like I no longer have that feeling, thank God, of like, if I don't do this, I'm going to get in trouble. It's like, I'm, I don't have a boss, you know? It's more like, oh, I, I, my clients need to get this on time because I want them to be happy with the service, you know? It's completely different. And so I think like on a deeper level, it's made me feel more balanced because in four, in three years, I had two kids <laughs> and they're, they're a little less than two years apart. So I've been immersed in that world, you know, of breastfeeding and birth and all of that stuff. And, you know, you talk about vision boards and stuff, right? So this January I did one and I look at it sometimes and I almost wonder if I should do an updated one because it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it was like the very fledgling stages of getting out of that postpartum because postpartum is not three weeks. Postpartum is like two years. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you breastfeed and, and you're, you're going to work and all these things. And at some point you stop. Right. And so my daughter's two. And so she's a real person now, you know, she's more independent. And I feel like, okay, you go do your, your daycare, your play stuff, and mommy will go to work. And it feels so much better. They've been back for a couple of weeks now. And I'll tell you the truth. I work three days a week during the week. I'm with them two days a week. I schedule stuff for like their nap time, but I'm not working more than two hours, probably those two days a week. And I work like I run my groups on Saturday. I choose to do that so I can take two days off during the week. So this is not possible unless you're your own boss. Beautiful. That sounds like a pretty streamlined schedule. I'm doing my best. I've been doing that ideal week module <laughs> that you have. Sounds and it, really good. I try, you know, it, it's like now that they're not so small, it's predictable. Like I know my daughter's going to sleep from one to three. So I'll book like three discovery calls. I'll, I'll make my availability on my calendar so that people can book during her nap, you know? And these are things that are all new to me. All of this is new to me. Like being able to say, you know, not in a mean way, like to my husband, like, all right, if you don't want to, then I'll pay for it. It's not like that. It's just, we were going to have this discussion anyway. Like, where is he going to go to school? What do you want to do? But I feel less anxiety about it because the ultimate, like, let's not, kid ourselves. If you don't make any money and only your husband makes money and you want to do something at the end of the day, unless you go behind his back or something, who's paying for it? <laughs> and so I'm assuming that it's not a good feeling. And, and we've talked about this. I'm assuming it's not a good feeling to pay for everything always. 
right? Like coming from, and I never thought about it, like from his perspective is like, wow, you pay everything in our whole life. And what must that feel like? You know? So this is all very new territory. And, you know, my husband is very happy when I am, I come home and I'm like, guess who made a thousand dollars today? You know, or like, guess what I made, you know, or whatever. He'll be like, I'll get off a discovery call. He'll be like, did you sell it? You know? So it's like, it's fun, you know, and he's an entrepreneur too. And I don't think that when he heard, you know, six, seven years ago that I'm a dietitian or I'm going to be a dietitian, I don't think he ever thought she's going to be writing checks for thousands of dollars to pay for stuff. Like, I just don't think that was part of, (laughs) I didn't think so. And it sounds like you didn't think that either. No, for sure not. For sure not. Money goals. No, I never had money goals because now it's going to turn into a therapy session because my mom had very serious money goals. And so growing up, it is what it is. You know, I chose to be a dietitian because I didn't want to work as much as her. So now I feel like I'm able, I truly am able to do both. Is it balanced every day? No. Do I feel guilty sometimes because my my son will be like, mama, get off your phone, you know? And it's like, oh, I'm working, babe. But I can, because I don't have a boss, I can just get off the phone if I really want to. I can move things around if something happens. And I don't think you can do that as easily when you work for someone. You can't. And there's, and I appreciate this reflections about being your own boss. I want to go back uh, and go a little bit deeper. You mentioned that growing up, your mom um, had strict or strong goals and it kind of made you feel like you wanted flexibility in your schedule, but then you ended up full circle making a, a good amount of money. And as you said, you're just getting started. What helped you strengthen your money mindset or get to that point where you're making seven, ten thousand dollars a month, considering that you weren't before in your in your other business? Right. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> when you're a mom, I think you want to kind of heal the the stuff from your own childhood. And so when my son was born, I took one look at him and was like, This is my life. This is all I want to do. And so that lasted for <laughs> a year. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to work a little bit. So I went back to my job at the college, which is a, it's a small private college here. And I do some consulting work. for them. And so when he was one, I sent him to like a toddler's program. And, but then I got pregnant again. So, and I did that on purpose because I wanted to, my kids to be you know, close in age and then be done. Cause our plan was for two. So then when my daughter was born, I, that phase lasted a little shorter that, that, you know, I want to stay home and do nothing but stare at this child. For me personally, because my husband is successful and is able to manage things, I had the luxury, which most people do not, but I had the luxury to be like, okay, now I'm ready to go back to work. And so she was probably like eight months old. And I started to look at opportunities to start a private practice. And now she's two And I almost wish, I mean, you know, I've only been a dietitian for five and a half years. So it's not like I wasted time or anything, but I do feel like I heard about your program, like probably six months before I did it, or maybe five, something like that. And so sometimes I think I should have done it sooner, but you know, you do things when you're ready, to be honest. And I, I, I do like my other business, my private practice, but the volume in a suburb 
an hour out of Manhattan is not going to be the same as like a city private practice. So I do have a very good friend of mine who's a dietitian in the city who makes very good money with an insurance-based private practice, but she's in Manhattan where everybody wants to see a dietitian. And here it's not as much like that. So here in your, in the suburbs, I'm the only private practice dietitian like for miles, but I still, you know, right now I'm not promoting myself because I'm, I'm busy, but like on a busy week, it's like 12, 15 clients. Like, what is that? Like after with insurance, it's like less than $2,000, you know, and a lot of hours face to face. So with my Instagram business with paralysis nutrition, which now is its own LLC, I'm very excited. I scale it, right? I only, I don't take any one-on-one clients anymore. I did in the beginning, I followed your model and and I had one-on-one clients. Now I only do groups. So it's like, I haven't done the math, but if you have eight people in a group and you charge them X amount of money, you know, cause you're seeing them all at the same time, <laughs> you're able to maximize your time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're doing such a fantastic job just to go full circle from the beginning of the conversation when you talked about your week and you said you frame out from one to three doing some tasks in the business, such as sales calls and taking care of some work when your daughter's sleeping. And then yeah. you're able to run your group for your LLC on Saturdays so that you can help more people at one time, which is extremely profitable and it meets everybody's needs. So you're helping the consumers you're serving because you're giving them an opportunity to get service for their biggest problems. And you're helping meet your business's bottom line because you're able to make more money for the same slot of time. So my question would be, what's in the future? What do you want to do next? Now, in my niche, no one is really doing nutrition. And I told you this before, it almost feels like people were waiting for someone to talk about nutrition. So my niche is very ready for this. So I, you know, I've been reaching out to different spinal cord injury rehab places and doing just some networking within my niche. People are happy to hear I exist, which is fun because they'll promote you for free. Like um, I was actually talking to the people at Mass General today and I was a little bit like huge imposter syndrome because I don't know who it was. Honestly, I was like so nervous. I don't even remember who, what her title was, but she found me on social media because I commented something on the mass general paralysis, like social media site or whatever, like page. And they were like, who are you? What are you doing? What is this? And so I told them, you know, I have a program and it's for people, you know, living with paralysis and I teach them how to lose weight and improve their bowel issues and this and that. And they were like, Oh, well, you should, you should talk to these people, you know, like people should know that you exist. And the, the influencers, you know, in my niche, they're doing like other things. No one's doing nutrition. Maybe they're doing fashion. Maybe they're doing travel. Maybe they're doing fitness, but they're not, no one else is a registered dietitian talking to people with paralysis. So I, and I say this to like other people too, in your program where I'll say like, I love a small niche, you know, it's nice to be a big fish in a small pond. And I think when you connect, you know, I'm a wife of someone who is quadriplegic. So I have a like, know, and trust with people because they know I get it. Even though I'm not the one with the spinal cord injury, or I'm not the one who uses a wheelchair, I am attached to this. And it's funny because I was watching something with PCOS weight loss and she has her husband in it and her husband has 
nothing to do with PCOS, except that she is he's the a, one with PCOS. He's, he's a personal trainer. Sidorak is. Oh, he is? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Been on, they've been on the show and Sidorak is officially part of the uh, part of the business and he is a personal trainer and part of the program. Ah, okay. So what I, what I was watching, what I was watching was like, just like they're bantering and talking about something. And I was like, it's funny because she has her husband in her business because that's her support system. So it's like, I am my husband's support system and that resonates with people in my niche. So it's just interesting how the partners, I think sometimes, I think they get in on the action. I think it was Dr. Heather Finley too, who had like her husband in the date. I love that post. It was like date night and she had her husband and it was like, oh, I got to start doing stuff like that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you're bringing up fellow dietitian bosses who are including their partners in their brand. Those are great examples. I mean, for um, Talene, her husband is in the company. For Heather, I believe that he was a part of a post. (laughs) He's not actually in the company, but he's He's a big supporter, so that's important. Yes, he was and, in a date night post. It was cute. Yeah. Very cute, very cute, and really fun. And I love that you're pulling inspiration from these different dietitians who are doing incredible work. I am just so impressed with the work you do and with how you're able to identify that you are in a market that's needed, that you offer unique services, that what you do is important, and how you can help serve more people, and even how you can position yourself in the market and like among other influencers and you're taking the time and energy to have conversations, important conversations with the right people at the right time in the right place so that they find you and they ask you to be a part of what they're doing, which is what I believe you're giving an example of here. And that helps you not only help more people, but it helps you meet your bottom line of your business. Yeah. And gain the power and gain visibility because some of these influencers, I just had this guy, you know, I talked to him a little here and there on social media, but he's like into bodybuilding and he's uh-huh. in, he had an accident. He's in a wheelchair. And so he's a big YouTuber. And so that's very new to me. But he asked me, he was like, do you want to record something real quick? Like debunking nutrition myths on my thing? And I was like, yes, of course, because he has thousands and thousands of subscribers and people really take him seriously. So I'm just getting started. You know, they don't know me. They've been watching him for, I don't know how many months or years. And so when you align yourself with these people, it gives you a lot of like an immediate, like no and trust, because if they like him and he's promoting you for free, <laughs> just so that, you know, and I know I'm very careful. I don't want to work for free. I've said this to you before. I won't write anything for free. I won't really do much for free, but if it's an influencer and they have legit following, I have no problem doing, you know, recording things with them and doing things with them because I know 100% it's going to help me gain followers and increase my visibility. Cause I still just so in case anyone doesn't know, I don't even have 2000 followers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Under 2000 followers and over 10 or 10 grand. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And I'm just wondering, and thank you for sharing these stories. These are super inspiring. I'm wondering what's going to happen next, like with the amount of growth and and how you add more groups and help more people and your visibility increases, how is that going to affect the gender dynamics, the dynamics of a traditional home? What role modeling are you passing along to your children, to your fellow colleagues? Yeah, interesting because my kids are still really small, but I'll tell you this, our days are better because I'm a nicer person when I do something for myself. And for me, working 
you know, my twenties were very fun and very social. And my early thirties were spent in, you know, mom world, mommy life, postpartum life. And now I feel it's funny because I feel I'm like a little bit old, (laughs) but I feel like I'm finally finding my professional side, surprisingly. And all of a sudden, my work excites me. And in a way that it's like, I don't mind, you know, I put my kids to bed. Oh God, with daylight savings, (laughs) it's like 830. It's like late, but it's not that late. You know, I can work for two hours because it's not something I hate. It's something that I like. If I, you know, most of my girlfriends who are successful have been in their corporate careers for many years. They are making very good money, but they're also, they don't like what they do. And it's really, I get it. You're in too deep (laughs) and you have responsibilities, but I'm a late bloomer professionally. Well, I think your story is beautiful. And I think that to say a late bloomer, I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like people go their entire life without feeling satisfied, finding their calling. And not only have you done that, but you're able to pass that along to your children and be be a provider to the family and have you and your husband support that together. And that's a really special thing and even more special to talk about. This is a really cool episode to be able to share with fellow females who aren't really sure how to have this conversation or they're scared blocking success because they don't know what it's going to do to their relationship, their kids, their dynamic or their future relationship. Yeah. I mean, and I'll tell you this, like my husband's mom was a very traditional stay-at-home mom. My mom was a doctor. They could not be any more different. And I feel like I'm getting to be a little bit of both. I think that when I want to be home, oh, I'm going to be home. And when, you know, like I mentioned that I work on Saturdays and that might sound bad to people, but listen, my mom is a doctor. She still works. (laughs) So she can't, she can come and watch the kids with my dad on a Saturday. The women's group that I run is at like 10 a.m. So this all fits into my lifestyle. I'm not missing out on anything by working on a Saturday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. I'm not missing one thing. My parents come, they run around the yard with the kids, they do their thing. And when I finish at 11.30, I make them lunch, I put my daughter for a nap, and then two o'clock I run a men's group. 90 minutes later, it's done. So it may not sound great. I realize that when I say, oh, I work on a Saturday, people are going to be like, ah. But it's like, I don't work on Tuesday or Thursday. And, you know, the parks aren't crowded (laughs) on Tuesday and Thursday. So, you know, this Tuesday, we're going to take my son to see the Statue of Liberty. He's like so excited on a Tuesday because it's not crowded and that works for us. So I think that a lot of these, and, you know, I said I'm a late bloomer. Again, that's like kind of a myth, right? Is that you're supposed to you know, have everything done by a certain age or or whatever. And I think that it depends, you know, like I think when we are younger, we think, oh, we'll be married a certain age or we'll have kids at a certain age or we'll be in a job at a certain age. And you don't really know what it's going to be. So for me, it's like, I do sometimes think I need to find a little more balance, but I just started. So it's like, I'm not saying no to anything right now. I'm just keep saying yes to everything because it makes me feel good and, and I can fit it in. But I want my kids to know like mom goes to work. She's just not like here all the time. I think it makes them appreciate me more. I definitely was always proud of my mom and of my grandma, but I also felt like they missed out a bit because they could never take me to see the Statue of Liberty on Tuesday. That just like was not going to happen. But I think that when you know better, you do better. 
I know not to get to the point where now I'm missing out on things. And I'm very lucky, you know, I have a support system. I have my husband, I have my parents who are very involved uh, grandparents. And I think it's nice for my kids to be seeing like, oh, mom, you know, my, my son, it's so funny. He watching me do the Zooms all day for during COVID when he was home all the time. Now he's, now he's in his daycare, but he would be like, mommy, do you have a client? I'm like, no, I don't, you know, and he's like learning all these things and he's playing dietitian sometimes for, uh, you know, on his fake laptop. It's so cute. And I, I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm a dietitian. And I said, you have a client? He said, yeah. I said, what do you ask your client? He was like, this is so funny. He's like, do you eat snacks? You should eat breakfast. <laughs> Like all the things, and I'm like, wow, that's actually that's pretty good. <laughs> so fun! You're gonna have to do a a, a little video next time. He, oh he, my god, it's so that. funny. Be like, do you like peppers? I'm like, do I say these things? Like, so incredible what they pick I'm up. I'm sure right? I do. So incredible. So it's I been a whole this. new world. It's been a whole new world for us. I love this, and I, I appreciate you sharing these reflections. Just a couple follow up questions, especially for the listeners who again might not even realize that they're blocking success because they're scared. Because a lot of women, uh, a lot of the listeners, both dietitians who are not my clients yet or who are my clients listening, us women tend to sabotage success and we're afraid of success and we don't welcome it. And we don't even, some of us don't realize it. Some of us do realize it and we still do it. And so for those of us, for, for many reasons, right, including the topics we're discussing about money, and improving your money mindset and thinking how that'll affect dynamics and being afraid. What would you say to somebody who hasn't started yet or who has started, but hasn't really taken things seriously because they're subconsciously afraid of success? Well, it's funny because I was talking to another dietitian who is considering signing up because people do reach out to me on social media and stuff like that. Cause they see, you know, they hear the podcast or whatever. And so she was like, you know, it's a big investment, this and that. And I said, well, First of all, I made my investment back in a month, right? So that's one thing. And these are facts. You know, this is not like, I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm telling you that my hesitation only delayed things. I don't know where I would be today if six months ago I had started. And I think that's the truth with anything. I tell my clients that, you know, about weight loss. Like, oh, you know, if you would have started. So actually when I was talking to that, that woman, she's pregnant and she's going to be a mom and she works for somebody else. And I said, well, what part of that is like working for you? <laughs> like, is that money working for you? No. Are the hours working for you? No. When you have the baby, when do you have to go back? I don't know. You know, it's like when everything is not in your power. So I would say literally write down what are you scared of? Like, what are you scared of? You scared your husband's going to act weird. Okay. And then you'll figure it out. Like the other day we were not, I mean, we weren't, it was hot and I was like irritated and we had gone to see this wonderful school that I like have my sights set on it. And he looked at me and was like, you've already decided. And I was like, well, you know, and he was like, whatever, you know, you're just going to do whatever you want anyway. And I said, well, you know, what do you think? Do you want to do it too? He's like, yeah, you know, we'll think about it. And so in that moment, a little part of me was like, this is actually going to be a 50, 50 decision. This is not going to be like a, I really want to do it. And then you are going to say that's too much money. 
because then I could come back to you and be like, do you want mommy to write a check for the whole thing? Cause I can't, you know what I mean? I just love saying that because it's true. <laughs> it's not going to, it's not going to happen that way, but I just mean it empowers you in a way that working in a doctor's office, you know, I think back and I'm like, Oh my God, I got paid $29 an hour a year ago. And you know, the guy who paid me $29 an hour, he was such a nice guy. He's a millionaire and he was paying me $29 an hour. Like he owns this huge anesthesiology practice and he paid me $29 an hour. And now I would say to dietitians who are making, I mean, if you're making less than a hundred dollars an hour, that's your own fault, (laughs) you know? And I, I understand, you know, there's other things to consider and And not everybody feels motivated, I guess, from the same things. For me, finding a little more balance in my life was a motivating thing. So once I realized I didn't have to work, I think women think that they have to work so much to make some decent money. And it's not true. I told you, I don't work two days, three, I will, I work, you know, when I want to pretty much. And so if you're scared, you really need to find out why you're scared. What are you scared of? I mean, if you're scared to fail, okay, we're all scared to fail. You know, after our first group call in my, in my beginners group with you, I swear I was like, I don't think this is going to work. I think I should switch. I think I, I don't think this niche is going to pay for my service because you asked me a couple of questions that made me think, right? And I pivoted a little and I changed my handle and I started focusing on the problems because before I was just talking about what I wanted to talk about and that doesn't sell. So if you're scared, you need to kind of confront yourself and sort of say, what are you scared of? Are you scared to make money? Are you scared to pay bills? Are you scared to go on vacations that you never dreamed? Like, are you scared to buy a new house? What are the things that are scary? Because I think it's scary to waste all of your time and energy and efforts on something that you know is not going to pay off, like a job where you make 30 bucks an hour. And education. Don't forget that we're highly educated and kind. Dietitians are some of the kindest people, caring, most caring. Caring. Very. And it's like, well, we, you know, uh, there's a health coach in my neighborhood and she charges more than I do still to this day, because I just feel like what she charges is, is bananas. But there are health coaches out there that have a weekend certificate who have no problem charging $300 a visit, you know? And why do we have that problem? Love it. Well, because we haven't asked ourselves that question. What are you scared of? And Well, and because they're, they're better at marketing and sales than we are. <laughs> well, we, you know what though? That's a great eye-opener that we have the opportunity, just like you have, to become a boss, a dietitian boss and market really well. Uh, we all have the same you know, resources and opportunity to take it seriously, identify our fears and work past it. And we, you know, like you said, if we're making less than $100 an hour and we want to, I agree with you, it's our fault. And if we could take a moment and reflect, if you want to make more money, the only thing holding you back is yourself. It doesn't take more time. It takes strategy. And then it's going to take you to reflect and find out what are you scared of since we all have fears, we all fail, and that's part of the process. we got to work through it and, and make sure that you're checking yourself and you know that a weekend certificate health coach can make more money and help more people if you don't have the ability to market yourself. That's the truth. That's a fact. 
It is. And I get a lot of people who have already gone to people like that. And when I hear how much they charge, I'm like, whoa. And you paid it. Yeah. And you paid it because they they made their service sound appealing and, and marketable. And that's something that dietitians can learn from. We can learn from the opportunity to be able to market again, because it, we got to believe in ourselves. And that all starts from what you said, Fatima, which is that reflection. What are you scared of? That's a fantastic exercise that I want all the listeners to do and really, truly sit with that. Yeah. For me, a thing that I was scared of was it's not going to work. I was also scared of missing out on stuff for my kids because that's, you know, something that I am very cognizant of. And I will say it kind of, none of that happened, right? I, there's some quote about like most of the things that we are anxious about never happen or something like that. And that's exactly right. Like I actually can spend more quality time with them now than I did before because Yes, I did think briefly when my daughter turned like one, I was like, maybe there's like some sort of job that's not so bad. But it, the truth is every job like around here is going to be clinical or long-term care. I have anxiety. I don't like to be in the hospital. It's just not my zone. You know, I just don't really like it. And so my options were very limited. And I'm only an hour out of Manhattan <laughs> and I feel so limited in what kind of jobs there are. I know there's like cooler jobs or whatever, but any kind of like, you know, there's, there's these like food companies and this and that, and they offer, yeah, not in my town. And so that's why I like the Instagram virtual coaching, because for me, a lot of my clients live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's no dietitian. And if there is a dietitian, her understanding of paralysis and spinal cord injury is zero. And that's fine. That's not the dietitian's fault. That's just a larger kind of thing. But why not help people who don't have access to somebody locally by using social media? Absolutely. And the reach is just, you can't compare. And it's free. It's you free. Platform to and all these things too that I do that I mentioned to you are free. Like I recorded a podcast with a paralysis support group. I got some clients from there. I did something with a rehab place in Mount Sinai. I got multiple leads from there, clients from there. And I keep doing these things. And I'll tell you the other thing. I reach out to them because then I can decide what it's going to be. I had somebody reach out to me last week and it was funny. You would have loved this. They were like, you know, you can, you can be a part of our program and we'll promote you and you can give them a discount. And I had to like take a breath and be like, Let's respond nicely. I don't discount. And of course, I had to put it in there. I was like, yeah, I would love to talk more. I don't offer discounts. No discounts. I love it. (laughs) I'm just so like vibing with everything you're saying. I just have one question before we wrap up. And that is for your Tuesday adventure. Yes. (laughs) With the family, who's paying? That's what I want to know. Oh my goodness. You know, every Friday now we, we order takeout and I have been ordering it and I'm not ashamed to say, listen, mama pays for her own car. Now (laughs) I pay my own health insurance. I do keep my finances separate. That is our decision that I, my husband was like, you know, it's your business account, keep it. And then we'll talk about it. We have a CPA who's kind of helping us figure out things because listen, when you're married, you file your taxes together and all these things are important. So it's like, all right, what should I pay? What should you pay? And it's so funny because if something comes in the mail and I take it, I'll be like, do you want me to pay this? And he looks at me like, 
can you? <laughs> and so, you know, I, I think it's just, we, we have, we're having fun with it. I think he, it's very novel for him. It's like a perk <laughs> that I don't think he saw coming is like, all right, she's going to pay for stuff. Okay. I love it. You. Who's going to pay for the Statue of Liberty? Probably it's going to be a free thing because I don't think there's any <laughs> any boats or anything going on right now. Well, there's, you know, snacks. and ah, so we've, it's, an, it's a date day, so we've got adventure stops <laughs> and exploration. So I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's we'll something. We'll you know what? It's fun. I decide what I want to pay for. <laughs> I love that. I love I that. And is there any other, any final notes you want to leave with the listeners on, on any levels? It's just been such a, a nice conversation. Um, yeah. I, and, you know, and I did reach out to you because I, I had that big moment of visiting the school and being like, wow, I've, I have really, I have more of a say in this today, this decision for our family. I have more, I have more, what is it like, weight, <laughs> you know, than I would have three months ago. It's true. And my, my final question to that would be, how does that feel to know that you have more weight than you did? And it's just been a couple months. I mean, it's a huge confidence booster, right? And I think that it makes my relationship much more balanced. I know for a fact, my husband never expected me to, it, and it is what it is. Like I'm being honest. I don't ever think my husband would have thought that I would make this kind of money because when we when we were married and I had a clinical job, it was a $55,000 job uh, for the whole year, <laughs> you know, and I had to work in a hospital that gave me major anxiety and that I could never take time off of. And I had to work a Saturday, but that kind of working a Saturday was like, I stressed about it for two weeks when I knew that my Saturday was coming up because I would be the only dietitian in the entire hospital. And I remember that feeling of just like, wow, this is the worst. And now I wake up and I'm like, oh, men's group, we're going to talk about meal planning today. <laughs> you know, it's like, I like doing it. So for me, it's just in every way, it's been an improvement. It's been an improvement, you know, making money other than the money itself. It's kind of lightened the load on my husband, right? To be the, he's, he's no longer the sole provider. And I think that it's given my kids a little bit you know, I think they, they like that mommy works. You know, my, my son says, you're a foodie teacher. He made that up. And it's like, I, I think it's nice to have an identity outside of your home life. Um, makes me feel better and I don't want to waste my education. And it just makes me feel happy. You know, how does that make me feel that I get to have more uh, weight in the game, right? It makes things more, more balanced, to be honest. It's incredible. Thank it's so been much. fun to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been fun seeing and supporting the journey. And I cannot wait to see in two, three more months from now and six months from now and one year from now how your business and your family and your, your stories are going to evolve. So it's just so, so exciting on my end and for the listeners who can support you and feel inspired by the work that you've done and you've really paved the way for them. I hope so. I hope people can hear like, oh, you know, a year ago she wasn't working. Or like, oh, you know, she's only been a dietitian for five years. We have this myth that we're supposed to work for 10 years before we can start a private practice. And it's like, no, that's not true at all. And, and maybe, maybe some people get great experience in clinical. I didn't. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I went to like whatever floor needed to be covered and 
I don't know. I didn't really, yeah, I gave out a lot of ensure. I mean, that was pretty much it. I, I didn't really learn about how to do counseling or, or how to help people, you know? Hashtag clinical stories. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the windowless office too. It wasn't my own. It was like six people. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the story oh, just keeps getting stuffier <laughs> and stuffier. Is there anything else you want to throw into the clinical box right now? This is just, this is getting better and better. No, I just hated it every day. And the worst was working the weekend. That was just literally torture. And you know, I'll tell you this too. I was trying to get pregnant at the same time that I had that horrible job. Oh my God. And it was just, you know, there's like a lot of appointments when you have fertility things going on. And it was like begging, you know, to be able to come in at 930 as opposed to like the usual 830. And then having to drive at 7 a.m., you know, to get to the office in time. It was just chaos. And I remember at the time just being like, but there's no other jobs. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, God willing, you get pregnant. It's like nine, 10 months, you know, what are you going to do if you have no job? So I stayed. But then as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, no, I'm out of here. Because then it finally happened. And I just was like, this is, for me, a toxic environment. I couldn't, I was terrified. They would send me to the ICU. I wanted to like hide. <laughs> Literally, I wanted to hide and like run away. So it was not for me. I completely understand that. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm so proud of where you've gotten to where you are now. Thank you. I appreciate what an it. Incredible story. Super motivating and moving. All right, Fatima, if you could just remind everybody where to find you on social media, if they're not already following you, which, you know, the listeners, you should, because Fatima is incredible and amazing and inspiring. If you could just remind us where, where to yeah, find Yeah, so us. my Instagram is paralysis.nutrition. Excellent. All right. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.